Hey guys, just want to take a quick break to talk about Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, we use it here at Purple Octopus Red Sweater, and it's been awesome. Um, so yeah, let me just explain a couple things about Anchor. Um, they have the best tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, this is my first time editing a podcast, and Anchor has made it super easy for me to uh, edit. Um, while hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all platforms like Spotify, Apple, and uh, much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So head over to the App Store now and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you guys. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode nine of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater Podcast. My name's Evan. I'll be one of your hosts. Joined by Wes, as always. Wes, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Doing good, man. Um... We are recording around 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern before the puck drop of the uh, late game against Vegas tonight on Thursday. I'm excited for that game. That team is crippled with injuries right now. But, yeah, um, what are your thoughts about this game? Oh, Clyde Eichel's not in the lineup. Or Pache Reddy, or like you said, man, they're they're crippled with injuries. Um, they're still a very good team, though. But, uh, you know, Detroit's playing well, so – Hopefully, uh, we can get something going. I don't know who's starting tonight. I don't know either. Um, I don't think they had – I don't know. It's so weird. Sometimes they just don't announce it until like, – Well, on the score it's app, like, it always says Nadelkovich, but it always says Nadelkovich expected. I've never seen it say Grice once. So, they just think that Nadelkovich is a starter, and they put that all the time. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't really think Detroit announces it either. Like they kind of just go back and forth. So I just can't think of who the hell started the last game. Um against Dallas it was. That was Ned against Dallas. Yeah, okay. There you go. So it'll probably be Grace tonight. Yep. Uh but yeah, Vegas, you're, you're right. Good team. Detroit's playing good hockey, doesn't really reflect on the score sheet. Also, Detroit, I'm noticing as the year goes on. They are the streakiest team of all time. Yeah. Like they look uh, – I forgot if it was the Columbus game or the Dallas game. It was basically a flip-flop of each other um, as far as like when they were playing good, when playing bad, you know, as the game went on. Um, but yeah, goaltending has been really good. Grice and Ned have been awesome. Uh, I mean, five goals doesn't reflect like they played well, but they really did. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they did. They... Uh, better than it looks, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, and- Larkin's back in the lineup tonight after the false positive. And, like, I don't know what the what what this testing is going on. Like that, they take the guy out in the middle of the game. Like he's already probably infected everybody if he's got the COVID. Um, yeah, that's something I wanted uh, but, to get to. Like, so to take and after the game, be like, oh no, he's good to. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about that. But before we get to that, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the Wings. Because, yeah, like I just said, and you alluded to it as well, like they are playing good hockey. They go on like good stretches. Uh, Puck luck hasn't really been there. It's not like it was the first couple games where it seemed like they were getting pretty lucky. Pucks are going their way. Um, Now it's kind of the opposite. And when we do have a league going to the third period, we're back to that fucking box and one defense play on your heels, play like a bunch of pussies. We're not going to run and gun. So I'm so sick of that. Also, the dump and chase offense seems to be alive and well, which is also very frustrating. 
Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. I don't really That's have too much of an opinion on it, but yeah. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't think there's much else to be said, I guess. Yeah. But like the power play looks good most times. Uh, I, I don't think they go like a full game without having without having like really good chances on the power play. So that's good to see. Much better than last year when they went like what over thirty or whatever it was. At, oh god! Stretch. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, yeah, they were bad last year. Um, um, yeah, it's definitely a different team. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. So NHL COVID protocol, total horseshit. I think everyone can agree on that. Um. I, see the the thing that I just will never understand is why would you test them and before getting the results back let them go play like that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the whole Larkin thing was just annoying, but glad he's back. False positive. Well, what up. what I what I think it is is that they're tested um, at the beginning of the day, so they have that, te- and then they're tested before the game, so. Um, if one of those tests shows positive, then they have to yank them. So they probably don't get that second test back because they do the first one in the morning, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they so they have that test result by game time, but the one they do before the game, uh, you know, five o'clock or whatever, when the guys get to the rink from the hotel or from home, and um, they do that test, and then they don't. They would get the results probably sometime during the game, and then go, "Oh, oh, he tested. Got to get him out." And then it turns out that it's just, just a false negative or whatever they call it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But the way the NBA does it, I'm 99% positive this is correct. But from what I know, they test them as soon as practice or a game is over before they go back to their hotels or houses, apartments, or whatever. And then when they get to their facilities, like in the morning for like, you know, like warm-ups and shit, they'll test them. So they have the tests ready to go before tip-off. So yeah. the NBA won't have that. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason why the NHL does it this way, but it just seems, I don't know. Kind well, of but because they've left the arena. Like, you know what I mean? They get tested in the morning, but then they then they leave the arena, go back to their hotel or go get a bite to eat or go home or whatever and take a nap. They've, they've left, so they got to get tested again when they show up. Yeah, that's fair. Because they've been in the public. Um, speaking of that sort of shit, NHL player safety back at it again, just like horrendous calls left and right. Um, I also heard that there is interest uh, from Anaheim to hire George Peros as the uh, new GM after Bob Murray stepped down. So, I can see it. yeah, I'd be all about that. Get someone in there that's actually like fit for the job. No offense to George Peros, but like he's just well, not. I I don't know. I like nobody that's ever fucking done the job has done a good job at it. Shanahan wasn't very good at it, uh, and then I think it was uh, Stefan Cantel and Brian Leach, I believe, and they weren't very good. And uh, George Peros hasn't been fucking good. There's just no consistency. Yeah, zero consistency. Oh, the only thing that was good about Shanahan was that he at least uh, explained why why he did or didn't suspend or fine guys right so that you know at least shanahan you could be like what do you mean shanahan well that's what you said if peros just doesn't say anything then you know he can't get in any kind of an all uh argument about it nobody can say anything because nobody really knows 
exactly why, where at least Shanahan was took the accountability. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but who's who just got uh, the $2,500 fine for punching a player in the face? Gallagher. Yeah, Gallagher. Um, yeah, that like was a pretty big uh, fuck up by them because Dylan Larkin did the same exact thing, but maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more egregious, but like you know, in the same vein. And obviously, Lark's got a game. So I mean, yeah, no consistency. But uh, I'm sure that'll change soon. Like I don't, I can't imagine that Paris is going to be there for you know too much longer. Too much longer meaning years. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody really wants to do that long term. And he's kind of been in there for a decent amount of time. Yeah, he has. Um, what else do I got? But yeah, player safety is a joke. I also read an article from the hockey writers um, about how you sh- no one should be tanking for Shane Wright because you never know with prospects. And I get where they're coming from. Like, it makes sense and everything because, like, I, I disagree with tanking. Like, you, it's stupid to tank. You should tank if you have to, not because, you know, you want a prospect. Um, but, I mean – Well, the- but, I mean, tanking isn't even proven to work. Yeah, and dra- the draft lottery has proven that time and time again. With I mean, we've, we've witnessed it firsthand for years. Well, yeah, and that's because, like, when we were the worst team a couple years ago, um, when we should have had first, um, when, you know, when everybody thinks we should have had first and got Lafreniere and we ended up with Raymond, but, um, we were the, the, it's, it's rigged to not like it. The, the worst ranked team doesn't have the best shot at winning the draft lottery. And that's, that's a preventative measure against tanking. Oh, you want to tank? Well, you're going to end up with the worst record. Well, then you don't really have the best shot. Like three to five to have the good shot. And then somehow the Rangers, who were a fucking bubble playoff team, got the fucking first overall pick. I think, yeah, they're number like 13. They finished like 13th to last, I think, in point percentage or something. Maybe 11, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, the Red Wings are 23rd in points percentage right now. Um, I think like we both kind of, alluded that we thought they'd be somewhere around around uh sorry my dog around that spot between like 20 and 24 or so and that's probably where they're going to settle out to be yeah yeah that most likely um i mean they're playing well i still don't you know expect great things from them not that i don't think you know that'll be a fun season and a lot of cool things will happen but i don't expect great things from the the team as a whole to you know yeah right and we talked about it like last week as well there's not many there's not too many players on this team that you're looking at being like wow this guy is like underperforming immensely like you can say i'm sure people will make the argument that philip is underperforming as far as like points on the scoreboard goes but that guy is so unlucky and he plays well it's not like he's not playing good hockey so i don't know well, yeah, and that's the same argument um, that I make with Rasmussen because Zadina and Rasmussen, um, points-wise, yeah, they're both not doing well. But, you know, every time either of them are on the ice, they're the ones that drive the play. Yeah. So they're big. And, I mean, Zadina, man, that fucking backhand the other night. Holy shit. That was so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked like he was, like, off balance. And then he just was putting it all on that fucking – front leg to just that's where all his power came from and that was a nasty and, like shot, he man. must have just hammered that yeah 
that was like a Sidney Crosby backhand right there. Jesus. Yeah, Matt Sundin. I think Matt Sundin had the best <laughs> backhand of all time. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of good shots, Dylan Larkin with like one of the sexiest Spardown snipes seen in a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's looking around and Larkin's like, shut up. I'm celebrating. Fine. Yeah. It reminded me of like the Patty Kane goal. Not obviously not the same like situation or anything, but or he knew right away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we talk about not having lottery luck and where we're probably going to finish. Um, I think 23, so that would give us um, decent odds at first, but obviously not great. But all these teams who have won the lotteries, like Patrick Kane, uh, Chicago bounced up from like 13th, and then New York bounced up from like 11th. Um, I mean, there's a possibility that we bounce up from like, you know, eight or nine to get Shane Wright. That'd be fucking awesome. Not putting all my eggs in that basket, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be awesome. Um, the, uh, but, you know, yeah, we don't have luck in the lottery uh but we have luck in the draft. I mean, we were bummed when we, um, you know, everybody, everybody in hockey town was bummed when they ended up with six. And then uh, mm-hmm. like Eiserman took more at cider and everybody was like, who even like, even at the an analyst and other GMs, they were like, this guy's not even. What's Eiserman I remember. And, yeah. Do you remember uh, watching that? Yeah. And, and like they showed cider and he was like, what? He was so blown away. And then, and look at man, it's paying off. I mean, Eisenman's a fucking genius. He just is. He's a genius. And then we, everybody was bummed out. I, I was bummed out. Oh, we didn't get first. We don't get Lafreniere. Oh, man, maybe we'll get Byfield. Oh, maybe we'll get Stutzel or Raymond. And we get Raymond. And I mean, right now, unfortunately, Byfield's hurt. But Ray, Raymond's better than Stutzel and uh, Lafreniere. He's the best player out of that draft for right now. And it's, like, not even close. No, because uh, Lafreniere and Stutzla uh, underperform. And, I mean, um, Stutzla's uh, – I don't want to say Stutzla's on a bad team because they're they're not. They're a contender. I mean, the rebuild's over. Yeah, clearly. They're not in 30th place right now. Yeah, the rebuild's over. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, all, it's, all, was, it's all done. we got nothing else to prove. Say, yeah, that's still – like, that's the funniest – shit ever so far but uh what i was gonna say about the mo pick i remember watching it and yeah the same reaction like 99.9 percent of like other hockey fans and red wings fans like oh what the fuck is eiserman doing and then i remember when they it took them a minute to queue up like highlights for mo they, they didn't have him ready they yeah just, like, no what they didn't. The fuck? <laughs> yeah but all-time video of him reacting like that's gonna be hopefully when we win you know five or six cups in the next 15 years Cross your fingers. Um, that'll be like the first one of the first storylines in the documentary about this uh, dynasty waiting to happen. Yeah, like <laughs> will be. I uh, and you know, like and and cat- uh, catalyst by uh, the catalyst of it will be Eiserman, who was you know the the savior once before, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how it just comes full circle that he ends up. Um, you know, he, we say he's going to be, uh, you know, we pray he's going to be, and I, I, I think he's already showing that he's going to be, I mean, he turned the entire lightning organization around seemingly overnight and he's almost pretty much seemingly overnight, uh, you know, overnight as fast as you can 
be say overnight in the in the sports world done a right. complete rebuild since i mean he since he got here i mean he holland was um you know and i hate to dog on holland because fuck the guy is the grandmaster of you know all those 25 years straight in the playoffs and uh you know three cups uh four that he was there for but three he was the gm and then uh but you know it just seemed like the last couple of years um he just was or maybe since Lindstrom retired so probably like 2012 or 13 he was just kind of taking us a step forward and then like taking a side step and then a step forward and a side like we weren't going anywhere yeah it was and pretty then, clear and too. then it was like boom Eisenman comes in and then it's like boom 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 look at these and then it's like well wow like and look at the guys he just fucking picked holy shit and i mean if edvinson comes in next year oh my god if Edvin, yeah I, I wonder what they'll do because we did the whole like what is the team gonna look like next year it'll be interesting to see what happens like on the on deadline day as far as defensemen being moved because Edvinson, I don't, I don't think they'd pair him with Sider if Edvinson is like, you know, going to make the team next year. I wonder if like they keep Letty, they'll go like Letty, Edvinson, and then Hironic and then fill in a defenseman and then have the third pair Hironic and fill in a defenseman. Maybe probably not Stetcher, but. Oh, Lindstrom. Oh, Lindstrom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Lindstrom's still under contract, which I like because he's uh not much higher than the league minimum and for like two for this year and one more that's that's good yeah i'll take it he's he, he's not of... done anything to um he's not done anything to show that he's not progressing he's just yeah. not going to be a top 4 defenseman like maybe a lot of people thought he was going to be and i can't remember what he was you know what they when he was drafted i can't remember what he was talked about being but uh, he, he's definitely an NHL defenseman, but yeah. he's not a top four guy. He could fill in on your – he could fill in in the top four and probably anywhere for short spurts. Like, oh, you know, if you get a defenseman hurt during the game, it's like, oh, don't worry. Lidstrom can eat up some minutes, but he, he can't do it all the time. Yeah, I think he's one of those players that if you don't notice him, that's a good night for him. And, like, he does have upside, so, like – he's still a really young kid. He can transform his game and become more of an impact player. Like he had, he's got the tools, I think, but also at the same time, as of right now, I think a good game for him is like, where you're like, Oh, Gustav Lindstrom. Yeah. He played tonight. He didn't do anything bad. So, but you know what? That's a, that's a pretty good night for about 60% of the defensemen in the NHL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're not, you're not expecting the defensemen to make huge plays. Um, you know, unless it's, you know, uh, Doughty dummying somebody in the corner or something or, uh, most side are blowing up. Uh, yeah. Raffle. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like if the defenseman just, you know, it's not, you don't, there's a goal against and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, look at Lindstrom's out there. And yeah, he got his head and, down. He knows he fucked up. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, if you don't see that and you just go, oh, he was out there. Oh, he was a plus two. Oh, okay. Even dude, fucking give him a scratch if he's even every game that's that's pretty good yeah and i think lindstrom I mean, and that's Rasmus all you can really ask your bottom pairing defense yeah i mean yeah. apart from the fact that um 
Stahl plays a lot of uh, special teams, but that's because he's a different kind of a hockey player. <laughs> Definitely. And I I will say that I've been impressed with Stahl this year, like quite a bit, actually. He, he doesn't play bad hockey. And the guy who I, you know, dogged pretty much, um, like since the beginning of this podcast is DDK, Dan Kaiser, And he like, hasn't been playing terrible. He's like another one of those guys. Like, if you don't notice him, that's perfect. That's more than we can ever ask for. So, yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's terrible. And it's like, what does he do that's bad? Like, he's not changing any games, but he's, he's not, he's really... not, a, but he's not allowing game changing moments against us either. So it's fine. Yeah. Oh, he gives the puck away sometimes. Well, that's because he's big and slow. But, you know, yeah, I was gonna say, he's he, he, he also <laughs> makes up for it a lot. A lot of times. Um, you know, unless it's McDavid that's taking the puck from him, not that that happened, but, um, you know, somebody he did. He with, McDavid one. So, yeah, but I'm saying if McDavid just takes the puck, DeKaiser wouldn't be able to, you know, stop and turn and go after him, but anybody else he can pretty much, you know, turn and catch up with. It's just those super fast guys. He's not, he's not getting a bag with them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that you're over us overestimating him too. Like I, I, he's probably not on many rosters right now. Well, no, I don't he's, think he's on many rosters. I just don't think he's 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 um, he's not making the team that much worse. That it's like, oh my god, we have to find a replacement right now. Well, why? We're not trying to win the Stanley Cup. It's fine. Yeah, the thing is, like, ob- there's obviously a reason why he's played 17 games so far, and instead of like Osterley or Stetcher or well, Stetcher's you know, hurt, but well, yeah, I guess Stetcher's hurt, but Osterley. Yeah. So. I- I mean, they must see something that makes them choose him over Osterley, so. Yeah, and they Uh, get paid to make the decision, so let's not dog the guy too much, I guess. True. I was going to say about the um, Lindstrom thing as well. I think him and Rasmussen are kind of similar in the fact that they play a lot better when they have confidence. I think they play better in, like, high-energy games because you can tell – I've noticed it a lot this year – when Rasmussen makes a bad play or doesn't capitalize on an opportunity, you can see him like swearing to himself being like, ah, like I fucked this up. So like, he knows what he's doing wrong. He just need, he needs some, he needs some puck luck. Yeah. And, and I've, I've noticed the same from Lindstrom when it's, um, you know, uh, maybe when, uh, you know, Detroit's pulled their goalie or something and he's out there and they're down by a goal with a minute and a half left or something. Um, or it's overtime and he's out there. He, he, f- it seems like he goes at like, he's going in like 10 times faster than, you know, like fast forward. He's going yeah. at super speed, but where other times it's like, he kind of just lollygags, but then, yeah, when the pressure's on, it's like, okay, here we go. I, I know what to do here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really have too much more about the wings as, as of now. I'm sure like stuff will pop up, but. I did want to get your opinion about um, the Olympics because right now Let's Ottawa talk about is, the Olympics. Fuck yeah. 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 Ottawa is in a stretch right now where they can't play hockey because of COVID stuff. Um, saw some stuff on, online, read a couple articles being like, there's, there's a, there's a chance that if this keeps happening to a few more teams, even there's a chance before that January one deadline, um, the NHLPA and the NHL decides to pull uh, their players from the Olympics. So I don't know. What do you think about all that? Yep. I think if it becomes a, um, I think if it becomes 
serious enough on two more teams, then then it would be really considered like, okay, listen, it's happened to three teams now. Uh, and it's and it's only fucking Christmas. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we we can't go. We can't risk these guys going over um you know, especially going um to where they're going. So uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Can't can't risk it. And scheduling too, like it- I, I do agree, and the only reason I really agree with this is because I've read it, like, a couple times. I think it is going to take more than, like, two more teams. But if it gets to, like, five or six, maybe even, like, more than that, I think it's pretty much a wrap there. Just I, – I, the main reason is because of scheduling. They don't want to have guys playing back-to-backs yeah. for, like, a month straight. Yeah. I think if this get kind of just wraps up with Ottawa kind of, you know, in a hurry, like, they, they've postponed uh... – to, I think tonight they were supposed to play and they're postponed and then another game for sure is postponed. Um, and then we'll see, hopefully everything's better after that. If it happens to one more team, it'll be like, ah, okay. And then if it happens to a third team, that's when it'll start to be like, yeah. okay, now we got to really look at what's the fuck's going on. And then, then, like and then, yeah. And then you got to start talking to the guys. Um, not only the guys that are going to go over there for the Olympics, but, but the, all the guys, because, you know, you're going to come back after he just got back from uh, China, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I agree. It's going to be interesting um, to see what happens, especially because obviously Canada has gold medal hopes every time they play in the Olympics. USA has a really strong team this year. Um, and then obviously guys all over the league are playing for Team Sweden, Finland, Russia, um, Germany. So, yeah. Now, um, now, if the if the NHL pulls out, it's January first or is it January tenth? Uh, it might be ten. You might be right. Okay, so if they pull out, do uh, would would uh, Canada and the U.S. and that just assemble teams from like they did in two thousand eighteen? Non yeah, non so NHL team players, yeah. I think they can still have so. They can have college kids for sure. They can have pros that aren't signed by. Um, NHL, yeah, CHL. yeah, you, yeah, um, the, yeah, the USA can bring, uh, yeah, college kids, US, uh, NCAA players, um, yeah, AHL players that aren't, uh, signed to, uh, like NHL contracts, yeah. So I guess those are technically not um, pros, but yeah, well, I mean, AHL, they're, well, AHL yeah, they're, ECHL they're just, pro. yeah, they're just not under a contract, a pro contract, so. That that's all. They're just not part of the NHL's players' association, so it's up to them if they want to go or not. Yeah, right. and then yeah, players from all over Europe in that. Yeah, I wonder if that's the case. I wonder how many prospects will get the call from Detroit. I wonder if Edmondson would get the call. Is he even eighteen though? Can he even go? Oh, he can go to the fucking Olympics, buddy. Fuck yeah, that'd be awesome to see him out there. Well, I mean, he'll be he'll be on the fucking world junior team for sure. Wait, can can uh, CHL guys go to the Olympics? Like OHL, WHL? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. In the case of the non-NHL players going, yeah, yeah, they they could if they're selected. I wonder if like Kosa would get the call. I I mean, it's obviously going to be so deep at his position, but. Uh, yeah, I just don't think you, I just don't think you'd bring him to the Olympics. I don't think Eiserman would allow them to. 
I think you'd be like, no, 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 you're not, don't, you're not, don't put them on the national stage uh, right now. Yeah. The only reason I bring that up is because like the world juniors obviously is the national stage, but that's at least against guys, his age that he plays against. Don't go throw him against fucking team Russia. That's like Datsuk and Govalchuk and shit. They'll fucking light the kid up. Like, yeah. When he doesn't have any defense, like he'd be okay. Maybe if it was NHL players, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Reason I brought that up, not the same. Oh no, and he wouldn't be allowed to go because he's under contract to Detroit. Oh, yep. Okay. okay. So he's well, a part of go. the NHLPA. Yeah, just I brought that up because the Blackhawks let let uh, Doc go to the World Juniors when he was playing a couple games in Chicago. And they yeah. sent him off for the World Juniors. That's my line of thinking. But yeah, I don't think that Eisenman's going to let his players do that. Yeah. And then the so, somebody asked me if uh, if I thought uh, Eisenman would let um, Raymond go to the World Juniors, and I said, God, no, no he won't. They, Fuck no. De- and then Detroit loses him for twelve to fifteen games. Like, no, no, he's like a he's a first line winger. He's leading. Yeah, exactly. He's leading yeah. the freaking rookies. He's like top of the league. Yeah, no. And Cider, I mean, didn't even go to the World Juniors last year. Yeah, he's not going either. He's not going to sniff that. Is Bueno still eligible for juniors or no? Oh, good if he is, I could see question. Bueno going. Honestly, oh yeah, uh, I could see him going for sure because he's not really and playing full time. No, he's not eligible, Bueno. Okay, so I, I uh, Bergren, we'll yeah. Oh, I don't know if Bergren would be either. Uh, give me one he's, second. He's nineteen, right? He might be twenty. I don't know. Is the cutoff like uh, the Ber- August? Bergren's of... twenty-one. Oh, he is. Oh, he's older than that. Yeah, so yeah. He was drafted. He was drafted in eighteen. Bergeron. Oh shit! I always think he's the uh, the nineteen draft. Bert okay. Valeno was drafted thirtieth overall, and Bergeron was thirty third. Yeah, I shout out to Vegas for that Valeno pick. That's huge. Um. Pearl okay. Thomas, what else do I yeah. uh, I just got oh. some prospect things. Uh, we got some prospects killing it. Um, in the CHL, we were talking about the CHL. Uh, Cross Hannes, um, second round pick of Detroit. He has five goals and 17 points in 15 games for Portland. Uh, Pascal Zito, uh, playing right here in my home, playing for the Spitfires. Uh, he's kind of taken off. Um, obviously, the OHL not playing last year uh, because they canceled because of COVID. Uh, Zito, though, has six goals and 11 points in 12 games this year. He's also a uh, alternate captain. Attaboy. Uh Alex Cotton, who we were really impressed with during prospects. Uh, he was traded to the Vancouver Giants um, from yep. Lethbridge. Um, and uh, he's got he scored uh, two goals and three assists in his first four games. Uh, and then uh, Keenan Draper, Chris's son, committed to Michigan. So that's awesome because, I mean, you know, he it kind of as a seventh round pick or whatever he was, you know, kind of looked like they were doing it, you know, to help, uh, you know, yeah. to kind of be like, hey, Chris, yeah, okay, your kid's good enough that we'll show respect to draft him. But I mean, if he's already committed to Mish again and they're a wagon right now, uh, he, he actually could be a very good hockey player. Could be. That'd be awesome. And I mean, if he, if he's. 25% as good as uh, as his dad was, then he's a hell of a hockey player. Yeah. Underrated guy, Drapes. Oh, yeah. Um, a guy I love, 
Uh, Dower Nelson, he's got 18 points in 22 games, letting it up. Uh, oh, Philanda, yeah. Um Speaking of Philanda, Soderblom, he's playing pretty well. He's got, what is that, 12 points in 20 games, not bad, especially in that league. He's probably not getting too many minutes, too. I haven't checked up on him in a while. Um, who's Edmonton's that? got who, – Who's that? Um, Elmer, Elmer Soderblom. Oh, no, Soderblom's killing it, man. They yeah, were showing really. highlights the other day on uh, Sportsnet uh, from a Champions Hockey League game where he had two goals and two assists. Oh, boy. He'll probably be over here sooner than later also. I could see him over here next year. Yeah. Um, some other – Maybe Niedermach, too. Oh, hey, buddy, how you doing? Stevie's screaming. I've I've been the whole time we've been recording. I'm just trying to like calm him down because he's just fucking feisty. I'm trying to look at my screen and like, um, who else was I just looking at? I wanted to bring up. Oh, Edmondson. He's got nine points in 16 games as a defenseman. Beast Johansson. Similar stats. Nine points in 18 games. And then Berger in the AHL. He's got eight points in 12 games. So I mean, in that league as a young kid, great skater. Like that's I, I love that. Yeah. You know, um, we'll have have two goal. Uh, Bednar and Kosa will both probably be on the world. Um, I'm assuming they'll both be the starters on their uh, Bednar for the Czechs and Kosa for Canada. Uh, How Bednar, old is Bednar's 19. Bednar was the starter last year for the Czechs, and he was on the team the year before that. So, I mean, he's only 19, and he's already got two years. So, he'll probably be the starter. Um, and then Kosa, I would, I'm assuming – is the starter for Canada because, I mean, he's played 15 games for Edmonton. They're, like, number five ranked in all of Canada. They're killing it. Yeah, I can – University uh, of Michigan's killing it. Fucking uh, Matty Beniers is just tearing that all of college hockey apart. Out. Attaboy. That's good for um, – Seattle. The crack. Seattle. Yeah, because they fucking suck right now. <laughs> I watched a couple of their games, and I, maybe I'm just, like, blind, but they don't even, like, look that bad. I don't know. Maybe I just caught them on, like, on a good day, but. Yeah. Yeah, know. Matt Beniers last year, and he had 24 points in 24 games, and this year in 12 games, he's got 15 points. Oh, shit. Yeah, Owen Power and Kent Johnson are lighting it up for Michigan right now. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, man, that whole team and that Portillo too. Their goalie, he's played every game. He's uh, drafted by Buffalo a couple years ago. Uh, he was like a third, I think a second or third round pick. Um, played for Michigan last year too. I think he's Swedish or Finnish. Good shit, love it. Uh, Eric Eric Portillo. Mm. But uh, uh, yeah, so that's good for Buffalo, man. Buffalo. Like Buffalo's got to catch a goalie prospect. They they draft these goalies all the time that are like, oh my god, they I can't do. believe Buffalo has this guy, and then he just like, eh, kind of expires. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he might, you know, like Carter Hutton. Uh, you know, you yeah, you can go on, but you're never gonna fucking be a, a runaway starter. You know, all star, win a Stanley Cup starting goaltender. Sorry, no for disrespect, but that's it's not who your career is set up to be. Yeah, true. Um, speaking of fucking dumpster fires, the Canucks, man, what is going on in Vancouver? They, I watched their game. Uh, I think they played Monday or Tuesday night against uh, a solid team. I forgot who it was, but they are awful. They might be like as bad as uh, like Chicago, even though Chicago's starting to look a little bit better. But 
Tell you what, if anybody out there fucking get can get a hold of Trevor Linden, tell him to call me. I'll fucking be the GM in Vancouver. I can do a better job than fucking that clown Benning. Yeah, apparently he's out. My God, like a lot of rumors that he's out. Yeah, and I like I don't. Linden seems to be getting a lot of uh, the the brunt, but I think Linden is probably a very good hockey mind, like an Iserman or a Sackick or a Shanahan. Like, and I just don't think. That nothing's happened in Vancouver where it's been like, hey, Trevor Linden's actually the guy behind the scenes there. You know what I mean? Right. And it's tough because Vancouver has so many good fucking young guys and they just can't put it together. They, I mean, they looked they made the first round in, what, 2019? They exited. And then last year, like, they are bad. This year, they're really bad. So, yeah, with all that young power, you got to expect more. Like, that would be Detroit in a couple of years with all of our loaded prospects playing in the league, and we go, you know, like out. yeah, we're just stalling out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do. This is like not hockey how hockey works, but like maybe if they get one more like awesome prospect, they'll take off. But um, it just seems like one of those teams. Who knows? Could be. It seems like one of those teams that, like you said, they're kind of just like in free fall, stalling, not really going anywhere, just kind of like in limbo. Which is like, yeah, like the like the Arizona Coyotes and the Buffalo Sabers. They're not really getting worse, but they're not getting any better at all. They're just, uh, and you know what? I know the rebuild's over, but Ottawa's right there too, man. Ottawa has got, yeah. didn't get any better from last year. Who did they even add? Did they even fucking acquire anybody? Like free agent wise or anything? No, no they just signed Matt Murray to a twenty year contract for a hundred. Yeah, but they had him last year. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know but... I mean, like from last year, they didn't they didn't do anything. They didn't get they anybody. Really didn't. If they did, they were you know minor trades, not guys that are blowing up your team, not uh, you know fucking scrubs like Nemesnikov who's just killing it. I know you fucking you always like to talk shit about Nemesnikov. So no, I'm off bring that train. Because I... he kills it. Yeah, of course you're off the train because the guy fucking. Lights lamp. I issued Three a formal apology a week. last episode. I issued I know a formal apology. I know you so did, but I'm still gonna I, dog you about it. I'm I'm high because I was man. so high on him, and you were like, "Oh man, I can't believe you like him." Yeah, I mean that's for. To be fair though, like who uh, would? I don't know. I mean, he did have good years, like Colorado and you know other places where he didn't look bad, but I just didn't expect him, especially like the line he was playing on. It didn't look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he's got, uh, or how uh, you know my uh, franchise mode on NHL. He won the Consumite Trophy for me. Fucking what a guy! Oh yeah. So, fuck. I wish I said this earlier, but um, just want to say thanks to everyone on Reddit, everywhere else who's listening. That's awesome. Really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, if you want to do us a huge favor, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Um, speaking of, I want to get to something. We'll do this quickly. We're at the end of the podcast here. Oh, we got to tell them, follow us on Instagram too. Guys, uh, we got stuff, we got stuff to give away. Uh, you know, we need, we need some more followers to, uh, you know, get just to, to start the giveaways. So follow us and, uh, you'll see stuff posted from us. Yep. I wanted to bring up real quick the uh, fantasy hockey trade gate dilemma that we had in our league. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, give them a rundown, and I'll fill in the details. So I fucking noticed two weeks ago, 
Uh, I just happened to accidentally, I think my fat fingers on my, on my, uh, app on my iPhone, uh, fucking went over to like, uh, league history or, um, oh, recent activity. And I saw this guy, uh, traded Kyle Palmieri for Andre Vasilevsky. And I'm like, Hmm, that seems like some insider trading. And then about uh, exactly a week later, um, the same guy that traded um, that traded Vasilevsky for Palmieri trades Aho to the same guy for Grubauer and Klingberg. So it, I, I think it's two guy. It's one guy running two different teams, or you know they're just completely obviously in cahoots, and you can do it better by having two teams because you can just keep giving yourself the better players, but you know, that's not how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. So I know the guy who got Vassy and uh, Aho, he's one of my buddies. And the other guy is just like some guy he knows from college or whatever. But yeah, I mean, obviously those are the way Grubauer and Klingberg are playing. Like that's not a fair trade for Aho. And then especially fucking, the oh, Mary, yeah. Paul Mary, yeah, like obviously something's going on there. Brought the uh trade up in our league. We got a punishment laid down, a pretty heavy punishment, I would say. No roster activity movements for a week. But way to sniff that out, Wes. You put your fucking detective goggles on there. Um and well, this look, li- no, they can't so they can't make transactions for a week. What about the two games the guy fucking won? The two weeks the guy won because he had fucking Vaz. And, you know, this week that he'll win because he has Vaz. And, you know, putting a roster freeze doesn't do anything. He's already got Vasilevsky. Yeah. And part of the punishment was they have to trade back the players to the original teams. Oh, do so, they really? Yeah, that's part. Of it. it hasn't been done yet, and we're putting pressure on them to get it done. I don't know what we're going to do if they just don't do it. You know what I mean? But because neither I'm going to fucking go whoop all their asses, bro. I know. Well, the guy who gave I don't up fuck Bassie, around with fantasy sports, man. The guy who gave up Bassie doesn't have a win. And then the other guy who got Bassie is, like, fighting for a playoff spot. So, I mean, I'm not, like, super worried. I don't think they're going to make it. Especially because if you beat uh, the guy who's in first place tonight. Yeah. That, yeah, that pretty much locks your place, you know, in the top five at least. So, uh, it's probably not going to be too big of a deal. But it was funny at the, in the moment just to roast this guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? This guy has this guy tonight has a couple players that are Ottawa and Nashville that he left in the lineup Uh-oh. and they're postponed, but he doesn't have bench players to that are playing, so so that's good because I had to fucking shoot go through strat strategically go through who I was putting in my lineup. Yeah, so I used all of your transactions already. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. That's a big but game, I mean, right? but I mean, just moving my bench from my players from bench to uh, to playing, like I had to strategic because well, only really one guy was left out because Yossi and Shabbat both are uh, postponed because they're playing each other. Yeah, uh, right. the Ottawa, so they're postponed. Uh, thank God I noticed that yesterday too because I was like, wait a minute, Ottawa out of the lineup he's not playing tonight yeah um well that's pretty much all i got you got anything else no not really 
Okay, so we can do two things here, and I'll keep this part in just because it's you know add a couple of minutes, whatever. Um, we can come back after the game, which is probably unlikely because we'll either be a pickled or it's going to be like one a.m. Yeah. So we can we can either do that or we can do a wrap tomorrow, or we can just call it here, and that'll be it. It's up to you. Yeah, I said we could just call it here. Okay, beautiful. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Take care, guys. All right. Let's go, Wings. Yes.